It is time for yet another edition of the Eskimos podcast. My name is Mark Michaud. Thank you so much for tuning in and subscribing on Apple Podcasts, listening on SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. We hope you have as much fun listening to the podcast as we have putting it on. We are joined by a member of the receiving core this afternoon, number 13 in your programs, number one in your hearts, Ricky Collins Jr. He is the pride of Tyler, Texas, born and raised in Texas. Got a really interesting story that brought him from high school football in Texas all the way to the CFL with a couple stops in the NCAA and four CFL teams before that. You might remember before Ricky joined the Eskimos, he had a big game against the Eskimos in 2006. And when I asked him about it, you could see the smile on his face absolutely light up. So we talk NBA, we talk about his parents, we talk about being a father himself. I'll stop talking. Let's get to my conversation with the one, the only, Ricky Collins Jr., well, Ricky, thanks for taking some time, and I appreciate it. We're at the Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium. We have a pretty good view right over my shoulder. Are you fortunate enough? Do you get to sit in the stands for games anymore? Or when's the last time you even did got to, got to sit in the stands? Man, the last time I sat in the stand to watch a game was probably in, like, 13, 2013. So it's been a while, man, Yeah, hey? it's been a long time. Do you do you miss it all, or you, would you rather be on the field and watch it? Um, I mean, I get a different thrill from being on the field and in the stands. You know, um, it's still a different feeling. Yeah. Like, just to see, like, your boys out there making plays and stuff, and then you go back and transfer to you making plays. It's, it's different. Absolutely. Well, I'd like we like <clears throat> to get to know you on this podcast. We've had a lot of your teammates on, a lot of your coaches, but I'd just really like to go back to the very beginning and kind of what brought you to the CFL. Born in Tyler, Texas, which I imagine is a little bit different than growing up here in, in Edmonton like I did, but how was life like growing up? Were you born and raised in, in, in Texas? Yeah, born and raised in Tyler, Texas. Um my parents uh, are together. They raised me. Uh, they showed me the ropes, man, when I was growing up. Uh, in Texas, all we breathe is football, you yeah. know, especially in East Texas. Um, me personally, I think that's the best f- uh, football in Texas, you know. Um, is that for, like the Friday Night Lights area for those who are following along? That's kind of what? Yeah, definitely yeah. Friday Night Lights. Okay. Okay, and that's what it was like playing high school ball there? Like, it was the biggest event in town? Yeah, man. Some uh, some places are, like, closed, um, closed the stores down or something. Uh Friday Night Lights was literally Friday Night like a, Lights. Like an actual thing. They, they kind of treated it like college. Really? Yeah. Okay. How old were you when you first started playing football? Like you mentioned Texas. You, you Basically, you come out the womb and they give you a football. Is Were you playing from the age of eight kind of forward? Man, so I actually picked up a baseball first. Really? Okay. Yeah, I was a baseball player first. Um, I didn't start playing football until well, I was like grade five. Okay. Yeah, then um, played through middle school and then like kind of slacked off from it in high school. Did you always like when you're speaking of football? Were you always a wide receiver? Or were you playing all all over? No, nah, man. I actually started out at quarterback and, okay. um, and safety. Really? Okay. Yeah. Do you is part of you miss being a quarterback, or do you just like catching rather than throwing? Um, part of me misses being a quarterback, but at the same time, I'd be like, bro, the quarterbacks up here got to go through a lot. Absolutely. So I don't know. I think I just stick to catching the ball. So in all your times in college and high school, knowing that you did play quarterback, were there ever like some gadget plays drawn up for you where you end up throwing the ball? Yeah, I had yeah. a couple guys okay. plays, man, you know, um, especially when you have a background like that, mm-hmm. uh, playing quarterback in high school teams, they'll try to get something worked up for you. You were a two-sport athlete growing up, and just to sidebar slightly, uh, I was, I think we're both a little too young to really remember the impact that Bo Jackson had, but now we're seeing Kyler Murray, who really could have done both. Are you watching kind of Kyler Murray with an extra eye saying, like, that maybe could have been me? Um, in a sense, yeah, yeah, you know, um, as far as like being the quarterback aspect of it and then playing baseball yeah, at the same like time, uh, 
Yeah, that's something special, you know. Um, everybody can't do it, but when you can do it, I think you have to take advantage of it. Absolutely. So uh, you play, started playing football and you were in about the f- fifth grade. Uh, you mentioned football is religion in Texas. At what age did you realize, oh, I might be able to keep doing this after high school. I might be able to go to college. Man, uh, really, it was going into my senior year of high school, man. My dad uh, sat down with me and we had a good long conversation about uh, me doing something to get out of Tyler. Um, a lot of people don't make it out of Tyler, man, but the ones that do, you you end up being something special. So we uh, after that after that talk, it just drove me to um, to make sure I got out. You know, is your family still back in Tyler? Yeah, my family's still okay. in Tyler. Um, I stay there in the off season, you know, but at the same time, I be in and out. Oh, so. That's fair. Uh, Mentions how big some of those games are on those Friday nights with all the lights. Who is your biggest rival? You went to John Tyler High School, correct? Who is the biggest rival for you there in, in your four years playing ball there? Um, We have two. So I crossed town rivalry, Tyler Lee. Uh, I had a, a lot of friends that yeah? went to Tyler okay. Lee, so that made it even better. But then um, Longview, it's like 30 minutes from Tyler. We hate each other yeah. on the football field. But, I mean, other than those two teams, that's really the only one. When you play those rivalry games, you meant like you said it's a college atmosphere, but do you really notice it go to another level when you're playing those rivals? I imagine too when you travel the thirty minutes, it's almost like you're in a different country. Yeah, man. So playing like regular teams in the district and then like in the playoffs, uh, you you don't get the same feel as you do playing like the crosstown rivalry or the the city that hates you like thirty <laughs> minutes away as in Longview, you know. So when as soon as you step foot on the field in in one of those atmospheres against your rivals. It's one of those where you just zone out and make do whatever you got to do to make a play. I know you're wearing the green and gold right now, but being from Texas, Cowboy fan? Man, big Cowboy fan, okay. but, you know, the crazy thing about it is uh, when I had came out of college, I had signed with Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everybody was... know Green Bay and Dallas, you know, that, that history. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad's a big Cowboys fan, so he kind of gave me a, <laughs> gave me some uh, grief on it. <laughs> but, you know, he, he still loved it. Absolutely. Uh, I know you're in the middle of a season right now, but are you still keeping a close eye on the Cowboys? Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, they have one of my favorite receivers over there, uh, Randall Cobb. You know, yeah. uh, when I was with Green Bay, he actually taught me a lot. Okay. So, you know what I'm saying? Just to get to see him uh, continue to do what he does on Sundays, it, it's good. He's got, like, I know there's a lot of things you can say about Dak Prescott, but Dak's getting him the ball right now. they got a good offensive line. They're, they're working with something in Dallas, aren't they? Yeah, man. They have an opportunity to do something big, you know. Um, just capitalize. That's yeah, all. Absolutely. Still, still a long season for them to go. Still, still a few games left for your guys on here in the CFL. We'll get to that kind of uh, later. But after high school, then you went to a junior college. What was that transition like out of high school playing with, you know, you're in high school, you're close to the same age as everyone. Then when you go to college, there's some guys that are four or five years older than you and not quite old man strength, but there's a different strength between a 23-year-old and, and an 18-year-old. Did you have, a like, a wake-up moment when you went to JUCO? Um, yeah, so the first practice, man, um, in junior college, uh, I, w- I thought I was ready for it because coming from Texas and then just transferring to a junior college in Texas, um, I got hit on a slant round. I was like, oh, all right, I'm in college now. You know, I'm in junior college. Um, junior college made me a man on top of what my dad did. Uh mm-hmm. I had to learn how to do things differently. I had to uh, take care of myself in a different aspect of, like, how I had to do back home and stuff, you know? Yeah, like you just – I imagine just your workouts changed, probably just even things like feeding yourself and, like, doing your own laundry. You kind of – you took that time to, I guess, mature. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, it definitely matured me. Um, like you said, um, feeding myself, my dietary plan and stuff. I had some nice man or, like, a, I had one week – straight of eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, so people don't understand what it's really like going to junior college, yeah. man. And then, I mean, that's really all I can say. Do you do you cringe every time you see a PB and J now, or can, can you still crush one, or nah. you just, you're haunted by them? Man, I love PB yeah, and J. Still go to them? I can okay. I can still crush okay. three right okay. now. <laughs> I wish I would have known. I would have prepared a snack for this interview. Uh, so it sounds like you learned a lot in your time in junior college. Then you're able to go up to the NCAA at Midwestern State. The jump from high school to junior college, I imagine, was big. But I also imagine the jump from junior college to the NCAA uh, was also big. What was that experience like going from, I guess, 0.5 to up to 1? Um, it was it was um, a different thing, different atmosphere. But um, at the same time, I was ready for You know, um, coming out of JUCO, I was like the 33rd ranked receiver coming out. Um, so when I got there, everything was cool. Uh it was it was what I wanted, and then at the same time, it wasn't what I wanted. And then my time at uh, Midwest, and my dad had got sick, so um, I had to leave uh, five games to the season. Uh, I had to become a man, so I had to mature even more than what junior college did to me. It sounds like families are a really big part of who you are and what helped you get here. Is both your parents big in big big influences for you? Definitely, man. My mom, you know, moms. I'm a mama's boy, so. You know, when mom's gonna look out for you, and then you have your pa- your dad, is gonna give you that hard nose, um, that hard nose grind that you need. But at the same time, he's still gonna love you up, mm-hmm. you know. So uh, I'm a I'm a big family guy, man. Um, right now, my kids are back home with my, with my parents, okay. you know, going to school and stuff. So awesome, and you know, the CFL has grown so much. You mentioned your family's back in Texas; they can watch you on ESPN now, right? They can follow you, whereas maybe ten years ago they got the odd game here or there. But you know, you have Eskimo fans all over North America now. Yeah, um, definitely. Uh, my fam- my family back home in Texas, they they watch almost every game. Uh, ESPN two, ESPN plus, whatever it is. Um, actually, the two first two games of the season, my both my parents was up here, and awesome. then uh, two of my kids was up here. Awesome, yeah. must have been really cool. I know you've. We'll get to kind of the path that brought you to Edmonton, but you've had a lot of addresses in the last four or five years. Yeah. It must be nice to put your name to a contract and kind of set some roots down, especially for your fa- family to come visit you. You're ma- making the best of your time in Edmonton. Yeah, um, it felt good, you know, uh, to make make Edmonton um, an establishment, like somewhat like a home, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, given the opportunity I've been uh, given this year and uh, this season, I think I did that. So after your time at Midwestern State, uh, you went to Texas A&M Commerce, and you had to sit out a year because yeah. of the transfer. How hard was that year when you're – I don't want to say you've, you're in your prime, but you're close to your prime, and you want to get out and play, and you just can't. You learned a lot about yourself during that stretch, I imagine, as well, too. Yeah, man. Um, not being on scholarship, uh, coming off the the situation of my dad getting mm-hmm. sick, uh, it was hard, but at the same time, the reason I went to Commerce, I'm sorry, Commerce was because I talked to my dad and my mom about the situation, and they felt like he was strong enough again now. So that made it easy. And on top of that, um, one of my boys that went to the Crosstown rivalry in Tyler mm-hmm. Lee, he was going to Commerce, and then one of my other boys from uh, Sulphur Springs, it's like an hour from Tyler, okay. played quarterback. He um, he was going, so they called me, talked me up on it and stuff. Um, when I got to Commerce, man. Being, not being on scholarship, uh, it made me open my eyes. So I had to do things, you know, uh, take jobs and stuff, get make money or whatever on the side. And then I, at the same time, make sure I was at class, make sure I was at practice, you know. And that that's something that, you know, not every 22 or 23-year-old wants to do, go and get a job on top of going to school and going to work. But that's how much you love football and that's how much you wanted to play. And you mentioned you're playing with some of your friends. That must have been 
you were in a busy year, but it must have been a pretty good year for you. Yeah, I mean, um, it was a busy year, but at the same time, it was a good year, man. They, those two guys, they did a lot um, to help me. Uh, they, helped, they helped mend me that whole year of um, not having a scholarship. And then, so after your time in the, the NCAA, you mentioned you spent some time with the Green Bay Packers. Uh, I guess you're used to wearing green and gold. That eventually did draw you back to Edmonton. But uh, what was that experience like? I know it wasn't too long, but you mentioned Randall Cobb taught you a lot. Uh, imagine Aaron Rodgers was there. That must have been pretty cool. How was that training camp experience for you? Man, it was it was like when I was like, am I dreaming? Yeah. I like I was still in that aspect of like I think I'm dreaming still. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I learned a lot from. Um, Randall Cobb, Jordy Nelson, um, Tay Adams, and then, of course, you know, Aaron Rodgers. Like, the things I learned there, I tried to keep that with me, ingrained that in my mind, and incorporate that into my game now. What was your first experience like at Lambeau Field? I've never been, but I've heard it's one of those places. It's like the Field of Dreams field. Like, it's for football fans, it's one of the coolest places to go. Definitely. Um, fan, fan night, fan appreciation mm-hmm. night. It was like probably like 70,000 fans. You know, I'm from a small town, and then on top of that, I went to a D2, so I'm like, yo, this is big, you know what I'm saying? So we had a, it was a lot of fans, um, had fireworks and stuff. It was loud. So that was a good experience for me. After that, you got hurt again and had to miss some time. But then in, in 2016, you came up north to the CFL. How much about the CFL did you know before you started exploring those options? Man, honestly, I knew a little or nothing yeah. about the CFL. Um, my agent, um, he hit me up, uh, told me about the CFL, and there was a couple of teams out there that wanted to talk to me and like probably bring me up. So I was like, man, let's do it. And I'm sure once you get up here, I ask, uh, I ask the same question to a lot of players because I find when they come up to Canada, they're amazed at the caliber of athletes that are actually playing in the CFL. Is that fair for you when you got up here saying, oh, these guys can actually ball? For sure, for sure. Uh, just like coming into it, I was I was kind of biased, you know, being from the states and then the NFL and then like going to Canada, and be like I'm gonna go play in the CFL, not thinking about like Warren Moon, you know, uh, Doug Flutie, people like that. Even know? a more recent guy, like a guy like Cameron Wake, you yeah. know, had a good career up in yep. Cameron Wake before he you went know? down. So people of that stature, that nature, they came from the CFL. So I was kind of biased, but when I got up here and like actually look, took heed to it and start practicing with guys, I'm like, oh, it's it's probably a more talent up here than it is down south, you know. So it's just people get um, people get forgotten about up yeah, here, you know. Absolutely, and it's something that you just kind of have to see it to believe it. I think that's a common answer here from a lot of players that come up north and don't really know too much about it. Uh, in 2016, your breakout game probably came against the Edmonton Eskimos. You remember of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders? Yep. That must have been a phenomenal feeling as, you know, you kind of change the dresses a lot, then you finally get into a game. I think you got a caught a touchdown, five catches, really big game. That must have felt like, I belong here. I can do this. That's, that must have been a great boost of confidence for you. Yeah, it definitely helped me out a lot, man. Um, that game, it did a lot for me. Um, it helped me put myself on the scene uh, with the CFL and other teams. But at the same time, just having that good game and getting that touchdown, it was like, all right, I think I'm back now. Yeah, like you know, I can do this. I don't know if you were doubting yourself, but I imagine you, you know, you were hurt. I imagine some of those thoughts would creep into your head, even if you're trying to force them out. It's 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 just natural. So spent some time with the Bombers, the Riders, Ty Cats, Lions, and then with Edmonton. We kind of spoke about it earlier, but you signed a three-year deal in the off season. The stability of just knowing where you're going to start a season and to end a season. I imagine that just takes a, a, 
some stress off you when you're playing football as well. You don't have to stress about where I'm going to be next next year. Yeah, man, that played a big part in um, not having a stress uh, throughout the season. Like, oh, am I going to be here next year? Oh, where I'm going to play at? Where I'm going to play at? And trying to figure out, like, where me and my fiance is going to go the season after, mm-hmm. where I'm going to have to bring the kids to, like, the first couple of months of the season. Um like you said earlier, um, I feel like I've been able to make this, self, make this a home and establish myself in Edmonton. So you have two kids? I have three. Three, three kids. How old are they? Um, they son is eight. Mm-hmm. Brinley is seven. Well, she turned seven in November. Okay. Um, Maddie, she is five. So they're all old enough to know what daddy does for a living, yeah. right? So uh, you mentioned earlier they're, they're back home in Texas, but that's got to be cool, especially with the games on TV, that if they can't make it up here, they can at least watch daddy play, and that's got to be a very cool feeling. Yeah, so my girls, they love me up. Uh, my son, you know, he plays football too, so okay. he scores every week. <laughs> so, you know, he be he be giving me some uh, some slack, some hard, tough love, but uh, they, they love it, man. Has being a parent – change the way you play football obviously if you've had a tough game or a tough week of practice knowing that they're a facetime or a phone call away and you know they don't care that you've had a bad day they just want to talk to daddy i imagine that helps you a little bit as well oh for sure man um i love my kids man they any they can call any moment and just put a smile on my face like i I can have to be having the worst day of my life and i talk to one of my kids or talk to all three of them you know it's it just brightens me up you know so I, like I said, I'm a family man. Uh, your son's eight years old. When you can, do you have the time? Would you like to coach him? Would you like to be a part of his football career? Or do you want to just kind of leave him alone and let him do his thing? Yeah, man. I, I definitely would love to, like, coach him and uh, see be on the sidelines with him when he's um, actually going through the motions of being a, a good player, uh, potentially tapping his potential of being a great player in high school or whatnot. So um, I've, talk, I've talk, talked about it with my fiance. I've um, – Talked about it with my parents, like, do you think that would be a good idea or do you think that, that we'll get that stigma to daddy, daddy's son, you know? So it, it's it's a 50-50 thing. It, it's a fine line. I, I don't have kids, but you look at it from point of view where I wouldn't have – if I was – if I had a son on your son's team, I wouldn't mind if his dad was around because his dad's a pro ball player, right? If No different if – your dad's an accountant and you want to get into accounting, right? It's, yep. it's the same t- type of situation. Uh, at eight years old, is your son a receiver? Is he play somewhere else on the field? Bro, he plays everything. Everywhere? So last week he scored twice at running back. They moved him from running back to quarterback, and he plays safety. No way. So he, he's a utility guy. He's, he starts at running back. Some games he'll start at quarterback, so you know he does it all. You don't really see too many players like that anymore. He could be so. When's his draft year? 10, 12 years from now, he could be looking <laughs> at maybe, maybe Deshaun Collins in twenty thirty one, if my math is correct. Man. Getting yeah. called up by Roger Goodell in the NFL. Who knows? Goodell will probably still be commissioner. Um, in the middle of a season right now. I know you're in the middle of training, trying to focus on the postseason, but. What do you like to do for fun on a day off? I know practice just wrapped up. Your family's not here. Is it football, football, football during the season? Are you going to go home and watch film for a couple hours? Or when you're done practice, do you try to tune out and just frankly relax? Oh, man, you definitely have to put the time in still when you go home um, to be successful on the field. So I go home, take like an hour, hour and a half, uh, go over plays with my fiance. She she knows a lot about football, yeah. so she helps me out. She do uh, like draw different coverages and stuff like that. Um, other than that, when I'm done with that, we like to go go hiking. We like to okay. go walking on trails and stuff. Um, 
She plays video games with me. No way. We both play UFC. Um, she played 2K. <laughs> That's she awesome. Played, she's a soccer player, so we like we both play FIFA. So you know. We just like to have fun and kick it. That's all. Well, that's important. As you mentioned, you, you have enough of the serious stuff here, and it sounds like at home you have you, you have a good mix of the serious stuff as well as the fun stuff. Who's a better gamer, you or her? Oh, I'm definitely going to say I'm the better it's gamer. You, okay. yeah. that, that's fair. Have you, have you had a chance to play against Jordan Hoover yet? No, not yet. He's Who's been trying to get me to play yeah. over for a little minute now? We had him on, I guess, a couple months ago, and basically we just talked video games for 25 minutes. Yeah. So if you ever want a challenge, I think Hoover would or just invite him over. Have, have a nice afternoon of it. Yeah, you know uh, you know who I need to play in 2K, though, is um, Jonesy. Oh, yeah? Christian Jones. He's got yeah. it, really? Yeah, so where it is, he's good at 2K, so I need to go holler at him I'm about gonna that. I'm going to write that down. That's something for the future podcast yeah. we, we got to get on. Um we mentioned the Cowboys. You're a big Cowboys fan. You're also a big uh, N- NBA fan. Regular season just right around the corner. And is it true you're kind of a free agent fan? You don't really have one? Yeah, man. I'm a, I'm just a big NBA fan. But at the, right now, my favorite player has been for the past couple of years is Jamal Crawford. I'm telling you right now, nobody can check him one-on-one. He has the best handles in the game aside of Kyrie, of course. But, you know. He had a big game last year for Minnesota, didn't he? Like a uh, – like was it was it fifty points? Yeah, he blew up. Like yes, I'm, I, yes. so I'm, I cheer for the Timberwolves. So I, I know Jamal, but I'm a disgruntled Knicks fan. I just left because I once they <laughs> kicked Charles Oakley out of the, <laughs> and I'm like you know what, enough yeah. is enough. But I feel like the NBA is at a good point with, you know, all the superstars that you can just somewhat root for guys. Like I love Kevin Durant. It's a shame yep. we're not going to be able to watch yep. him play this year. A healthy Kevin Durant and a healthy Kyrie in Brooklyn could could be really fun. Yeah, they could do something dangerous over there in Brooklyn, man. One thing I love that the uh, that they did in the NBA this year, man, was kind of break up the uh, super teams yeah. and stuff, and like have like one or two superstars on the team. You know, that makes uh, the competition around the whole league better instead of like how it was last year. You know, for sure. you kind of knew who was going to be in the final. Yeah. I, kudos to the Raptors for actually doing it. But exactly. out west, you kind of knew the Warriors were going to yeah. walk to the final. Yeah, man. Congrats to the um, to the Raptors for real though for winning it, man. Um, it was I didn't I didn't think they were going to get there. Honestly, I I knew Kawhi was a great leader, you know, but I didn't think he would be able to take the team like he did, along with, like, Kyle Lowry and things like that. Um, but, yeah, like you said, almost every year we knew it was either going to be the Cavs against the Warriors in the, um, in the finals or the Warriors for sure in the finals. Why do you have so many Laker fans on the Eskimos? <laughs> it seems like everyone's a Laker fan. Man, I have no idea. I'm not a Lakers fan. Mm-hmm. My dad, on the other hand, he's a Lakers fan, okay. like Jerry West and all those That's guys. That's his day, right? When he yeah. was, okay. So, uh, I don't know. It, it's right. weird because most players I ask this, they're usually Laker fans. And I find there's still a lot of Kobe fans, too. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of Kobe fans out here. Uh, I mean, Kobe is great, though. So you can't you can't knock him. You can't hate him. You a LeBron guy? I mean, I like his game. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I'm not going to say I'm a LeBron fan. Okay. I'm not going to say I'm not a LeBron fan. But I like I like the way he plays. Um, you know who game I really like right now? I really <laughs> – it's going to be weird. But I like um, – what's playing name? Lou Will. Lou Williams. Yes, I yeah. like Lou Will. I'm a, I like six, six guys, man. Yeah. You know, um, people that can come off the bench and put up points right now. Well, you, you need those guys, right? Exactly. That's the thing. It's, you don't think you need it until you don't have it. And a guy like Luke, Lou Williams is so valuable. Just to have a guy who knows where to be, knows how to run offenses, knows just how to get open for shots. It's important stuff, man. He Hopefully he gets a ring at some point if he doesn't already have one. Yeah, man. I hope he gets a ring for sure. Um I'm also a, a Russ fan, Russell, yes. Russell Westbrook, yeah. Houston's going to be interesting this year. Like, Definitely. I'm going to go catch a game this year. Yeah, I like 
Russ, well, first, imagine if Seattle was able to keep all those guys together, how good Seattle could have possibly been with Harden, Russ, and Durant. But mm-hmm. Houston's going to be really, really interesting because they've been close before. And, you know, having two ball-dominant guys like Harden and Russ together, who are former teammates, mm-hmm. but the the big popular talk radio question is, can they share the ball? I think they can. I'm just curious to see how they're going to actually do it. Yeah, my thing, I want to see how James Harden um, plays off the ball. Yeah. I mean, Russ, he can do it, but you really haven't seen him do too much of it either. You, mm-hmm. you're, we're, we're used to both of those guys bringing the ball down court Absolutely. and making plays and doing this and that, but now – they have to share the ball between each other. So it should be interesting in Houston. Looking at the regular season gets going in about two, three weeks, and some of the early predictions have the Warriors not even in the top four in the West. I have a hard time believing they're not going to finish <laughs> in the top four, even without Clay Thomas for a big – like Steph is still Steph. Yeah. Uh, Draymond is still Draymond. They ended D'Angelo Russell in the offseason as well. How are you feeling about the Warriors? Losing the, the championship this past year. But listen, I still think they're going to have home court in round one. Yeah. They'll definitely have a home corner round one. Um, I think they can still make a run for it, man. Like, the things that uh, Steve Kerr has done over there. He, you know, he was a shooter back in the yeah. day. So, he, he built his team around guys that he thought was great shooters. And that's what he found uh, in Steph, Clay. Uh, look at Draymond. He's he's a good defender, you know. Um, they just, uh, just what, signed uh, D-Loaded. You Absolutely. know what I'm saying? D-Loaded. So, you know what I mean? He he brings a good aspect. He's a good shooter now too. You know he he can handle the ball well. He can play off the ball. So it should be interesting in uh, in, uh, Golden State. Well, let's go back to Los Angeles for a second. Which team do you think has a better regular season, the Lakers or Clippers? I'm going with the Clippers. Clippers, I, I think so too. I'm I, with, bro, I'm going with the Clippers. I I like the fact that they have two guys, two superstars that can score and they can lock you down on absolutely. defense. When you have something like that, you got to take advantage of it right now for sure. And that, that Battle of Los Angeles is going to be huge. Staples Center is going to be rocking every single night, man. What are the other nights? For sure, man. I, I'm going to talk my fiance into uh, going out there for a game. I think there's one on Christmas Day. I know yeah. you have kids. You yeah, she's not going to go for that yeah, one. That's fair. <laughs> I'm still at a point in my life where I can I'll, – I'll, I'll be down at dinner at 5. Excuse me. I, I have three games uh, to watch before then. Uh, the NBA, it's kind of hit a different level in the last few years, and it helped in Canada, obviously, with the Raptors playing mm-hmm. uh, so well. But you mentioned the, the player movement. You know, look what the Sixers have done, put together. Look what Milwaukee's going to yeah. do. I love Giannis's game. Are you a fan of watching Giannis yeah, play? Yeah, definitely, man. Uh, Look how big he is. Yeah. And, like, and he moves like a gazelle. It de- definitely. Yeah. He the way he come down court brings the ball down. Like he should not be that big and be that limber, you know. Yeah. And just taking like three steps from the three point line and getting to the bucket is, is crazy. Yeah. Absolutely, well, Ricky. This was a ton of fun. I appreciate you taking some time, kind of a- after practice. I know there's just a few games left uh, here in the regular season. Best of luck moving forward. I know a lot of the Eskimo fans love here and where you're from, kind of where you're growing, and a few of the things you've learned throughout your time in football. So, Ricky, thanks for joining us on the Eskimo Podcast. Thank you. Mm-hmm.